Welcome to Mindset Reset Radio. I'm your host, Jess, and I'm on a mission to help female entrepreneurs like you get intentional in life and business. So if you're feeling stuck, you're looking for inspiration, or you just want to be reminded that you're not alone on this crazy entrepreneurial journey, you've landed in the right place. You can join our community of intention getters on Instagram at Jessica Thiefels, that's me, and you can learn more about how I can support you in business and mindset at jessicathiefels.com. Finally, if you love what you hear, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. I'll be forever grateful. Now, sit back, grab a journal, and get ready to start living with intention. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Mindset Reset Radio. I am so excited to have Ava Johanna here with us today. She is a celebrity meditation and breathwork instructor, founder of the Academy of Breath online certification program, and business coach based out of San Diego, California. My heart. I love you, San Diego. (laughs) Whether on the podcast or with her private clients, Ava works with individuals to activate their soul's purpose, create powerful daily routines, and elevate every area of their life simply by adjusting their mindset through movement and fully embodying the energy of empowerment and confidence. Yes. She has been featured on major wellness publications such as Mind Body Green, Wanderlust 3535, Life and Style Magazine, and Yoga Journal. Holy crap. I'm so excited you're here to talk with us. Welcome, Ava. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I can already tell this conversation is going to be perfect. Yes. Yeah. I have no doubt in my mind. I love talking about this. Um, But before we jump in, um, tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Yeah. Thank you. So hello, hello, everyone. My name is Ava Johanna. I am, as Jess said, a um, business coach. I am the founder of the Academy of Breath, which is a breathwork and meditation certification program. And, you know, I really, from my own experiences, fell into this deep desire to show individuals and women specifically that there is so much beauty in life when we really allow ourselves to sink into our feminine essence through embodiment practices like breath or movement, um, meditation. And that not only is that kind of a gateway for greater fulfillment and joy and passion and pleasure, but it's also like the key to our success as entrepreneurs and as online business owners. For me, I came from a very corporate background. I was one of the women that put the pants on and tried to uh, climb the corporate ladder. And my body started breaking down over that like four or five year journey of just like constantly hustling and trying to prove myself and, you know, working those long hours And gosh, I'm so grateful that my intuition was loud enough back in the day to be like, no, this is not right. Like you are not meant to be here. This is not the path that you want to go down. Look at your boss in front of you and your boss's boss and the founder of the company. They're miserable. You don't want this. You don't want this. And the money that you're making here, yes, it's good, but money is not the answer to the fulfillment. It's something deeper than that. And so having that little like aha moment, or I would say like my first intuitive hit 
really set me down a path of exploring yoga and spirituality and mindset work and then eventually embodiment work. And now I really work with my clients and with my community um, through my podcast, through my mastermind, through uh, the certification program to, like I said, sink into all of these different aspects of healing and integration and um, embodiment so that they can first and foremost, discover who they really are in their fullest expression and then how to bring that to life in the most freeing and um, unique way that is so in alignment with their their soul and who they're meant to be in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I so resonate with your experience of leaving corporate. I, I worked in corporate, well, in businesses of all sizes from a small startup to a global organization, you know, of 3000 plus people. Um, but my very last job was as a VP. Um, and it was like Mm. the largest role I've ever had. It was V, you know, vice president title. Um, I was making six figures, more money than I'd ever made in that first salary in my life. And I was wildly miserable. Um, and I finally, I mean, I cried, I went back and forth. Do I leave? Do I not? I have great stock options and making all this money. And I finally realized it just came to me one day. I'm like, well, two things. One, if I die tomorrow, would I be happy with how I spent the last six months? The answer was loud and clear. No. Mm-hmm. And the second piece being, if I'm supposed to make this money, I will. If this mm-hmm. money is, is mine, I will get it. And in the first six months of taking my business from side hustle to full time, leaving that job, I made that money. And I now consistently make more than that in my own business and grow with grow it each year. Um, so I just really resonate with like the idea of, of sort of feeling stuck with the money and in that corporate hustle and just knowing intuitively, like this isn't for me and there's something better. And then stepping out, taking that risk and seeing like, okay, yeah, there it is. Here it is. Now we're here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's so amazing. I mean, for me, it was very different. I think that when I was in the place of kind of like having that recognition of, no, I don't want to be here anymore. Um, a lot of the mentality I had around money was, okay, well then let me just find a partner who can provide for me in that way. Um, which I think is so interwoven into the conditioning and programming that we receive as women. And for the better half of my life, I really thought that that was all that I would amount to. And, you know, once I started running my own business, there still was for, quite some time, maybe the first four, four years of my business. And maybe this is why I I really struggled in those first four years, but there really was this like underlying, like, Oh, well, I don't have to like go all in because my husband is going to go all in and do his thing. And it was just so disempowering. And so like this, like inner, inner bully writing me off and writing off my power. Um, and It's so funny because my husband and I had conversations about this and he's like, do you not see like how incredible you are, how smart you are, how talented you are? I was like, no, like, can't you be those things? Like, I just want to lean back. (laughs) And then once I really, really found what it was that just like lit me up and I stopped like putting on the hats of what other people were doing for success and really was like, oh, this is what I love doing. Mm -hmm. That's when my business took off. And that's when the external world started showing me like loud and clear, 
honey, no, you are powerful. You are meant to make money. You are here to impact lives. Like it's, you're not just, do not give your power away. Do not give your power Mm. away. And now I laugh because it's so funny that we had those conversations. And then like within a couple of weeks, I was like, see ya making like 30 to 40 to 50 K a month. And I was like, yeah, no, I I need to make my own money now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just like need that reflection back to you. Like Mm -hmm. you don't need someone to do this for you. That's what I love about this podcast is I feel like my goal is constantly to empower listeners to see that like, they don't have to accept things as they are. They don't have to accept what they're being told. They have the power to do it themselves or do it their own way. I should say. Yeah. Um, Yeah, absolutely. So I want to talk about the art and science of making more money, um, which is kind of a funny little title, but I think it's an interesting way to think about it and how making money, there is of course the strategy to it, but there's also the neuroscience. And I think how we can bring those two things together is what tells us how we can make more money and how we can really step into that powerful place that you were able to step into and really start building wealth and building your business. Um, So I guess my first question for you is why is making money like fundamentally a mindset issue? Like why does it come back to mindset? Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting because it's mindset and it's, it's our bodies, right? Mm -hmm. So when we think about money and what money represents, it's safety, right? It's, it's freedom. And where do we feel safe in the mind? It's not our conscious mind. It's our, it's our subconscious. It's the reptilian brain that sends transmitters throughout our entire being saying you are safe or you are not safe and run for your life or fight. And so when it comes to money, if we are in a position where we do not feel confident around money, we don't feel like we can earn money, we're not able to save money, you know, the 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 standard money fears and money mindset that many of us have to work through on a very exaggerated um a very exaggerated example is that when we are in that fear state, what's actually happening is that our subconscious mind is relating that to death overall because if I'm unable to take care of myself, if I'm unable to provide for myself, then that means that my foundation is not there. And whether that means I am unable to provide for my family or I'm unable to provide for, like to put a roof over my head, even though consciously we know we're, we're not dying, the subconscious, because it is prehistoric and goes all the way back to like the beginning of ev- the human evolution, It is sending these signals throughout the body that are saying, I am not safe and I'm going to die. And so what happens is that the other aspects of our brain start shutting down. We're not in like our our prefrontal cortex or the neocortex. We're not in the limbic system. We're just in that survival mode. And in that survival mode, we have a very narrow priority, which is survival. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about the art and science, the art of making money requires us to be outside of that survival mode. The science of making money is really identifying what it is that is resonant in our subconscious, telling us that we are not safe, healing that through our bodies so that we can open up those other areas of the brain, the limbic system and the neocortex. Um, It's so fascinating. It's so fascinating. And I don't want to talk too much just in case there was a question that came up with that. I I think it's amazing. I love everything you're saying. Um, Just like a quick like dictionary check. 
neocortex and limbic system? Like what, what are those parts of our brains? Tell us why we care about that. Yeah. So if you've ever heard of the triune brain theory, it's that our brain is split into three different, three different parts, right? So the, the, the uh, reptilian part of our brain is the subconscious mind. It is, it is the survival it's um, in the triune brain theory, essentially it um, states that the brain built upon itself in human evolution. In the beginning of human evolution, we really just needed the reptilian brain for survival. We didn't need it to make emotional connections and talk to each other. We didn't need it to strategize about how we're going to change the world. We just needed to survive. And so over time, the brain continued to evolve into the limbic system, which is our emotional center, and then the neocortex, which is our conscious, analytical, logical brain. And so the reptilian or the subconscious is really the, the primary focus is, is the survival and, mm -hmm. and surviving. And it's, it's the connection to the autonomic nervous system, which is the fight or flight aroused state or the uh, parasympathetic response, which is the rest and digest or that stay in place state. And so when we're talking about moving into more of the art of making money, we want to be in that parasympathetic response because it really allows us to kind of zoom out and be able to see the world and see our life through this wider lens versus a very narrow, narrow perspective of, again, like, am I meant to fight right now? Am I meant to flight right now? Or am I meant to freeze? Um, so it's, it's, it's super interesting because when we think about the brain and when we think about mindset work, we think about thinking, right? We think about staying in the brain and, and working on the mind, but the subconscious is like the body is the, the reflection of the subconscious, right? So if you see someone who has experienced a lot of trauma in their life or is depressed, their body is very contracted and closed off versus someone who has dealt with all their shit and they're walking around and they're just mm -hmm. like all open, their heart's open. Maybe they haven't dealt with all their shit, but <laughs> they're dealing with it. <laughs> if some they're dealing with it. Yeah, exactly. So the body is a reflection of the subconscious, which means that when we work on the body, we're working on the subconscious. And that's why embodiment is so powerful, especially when it comes to things like money, because if we want to open up to the different areas of our brain, we have to be able to open up the subconscious. Um, and, and do so by shifting from that really aroused fight or flight, um, survival state into the softened, rested parasympathetic state. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. So I love that. I love that breakdown. So helpful. I feel like to understand it, I feel like a lot of times with stuff like this, you get so much of like the high level ideas and it's like, for me, at least it's not until I fully understand like the, the mechanics of it that I feel like I can really start to implement and like, and mm -hmm. make changes and shifts because now I understand the way it's actually working. So, um, let's, let's talk about the tools for maybe getting into your body embodiment tools for doing that reprogramming of, of, I guess, getting out of that survival that survival space in your brain and into a space where we can be more creative and strategic and innovative. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, my favorite is breath work. There are so many different types of breath work. There are more intense practices. There are more gentle practices. Anything that's dropping you out of your head and into your body is going to support you though. So when you are experiencing, so of course it comes back to that awareness first, right? Like I'm consciously aware that right now I'm in this like money trigger that I'm 
I just received this bill and I'm freaking out, or I am about to make this large investment and like my entire body is like tensing up. Right. I remember when I made my first investment in like a high ticket coach, I was like, Oh, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And, um, it wasn't even painful. It was just the deposit. And I was like, ah, I don't know what to do. And so in those moments, that's when we, rather than trying to fix or strategize or logically think our way out of it, like we can't think our way into healing. We have to feel our way into healing. And so in those moments of consciously being aware of the triggered response around money. And you can use this for anything, really. It can be relationships. It can be codependency. It could be anything. In that moment, giving yourself the space to fully drop into your body. So what that might look like is being like, Ooh, okay. I'm like feeling a lot of anxiety right now. And I, like, I thought, thought that I had dealt with this before, but it's coming up. I feel my heart beating faster. Or I kind of feel myself tensing up and closing off. Let me investigate a little bit. So I'll close my eyes down and I'll just start to breathe and bring all of my awareness to the place in the body where I'm feeling that intense emotion. Mm-hmm. And in that space, sometimes all we need to do is let that emotion fully pass through us. Emotions don't last long. Um, I think I read somewhere, I don't know exactly where it was, but I've seen it multiple times that an emotion really only lasts about 90 seconds. Anything Mm -hmm. past that is just the story assigned to the emotion. Mm -hmm. So that always helps me when I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to feel this right now. I'm going to feel it, but I only need to feel it for 90 seconds because that's going to allow the emotion to run its course or the feeling to run its course. And so I'll sit and I'll just feel it and I'll feel it fully because what you're doing is, you know, again, with that really over-exaggerated example, what you're doing is allowing your body to feel the death, to feel the fear of death. Mm -hmm. And so once you move through that feeling, sometimes that's enough. Sometimes we have to do more though. Sometimes it's like, okay, this isn't moving. So if it isn't moving, rather than thinking my way out of it, I will put a hand on my heart, a hand on my belly and ask my body, what do you need to do to express this right now? Mm. What is expressing this look like? If there was a sound that I could make right now, what would that sound be? And so sometimes it's like, oh, and shaking. And sometimes it's like just shaking my head side to side. Sometimes it's pounding on the ground. Sometimes it's moaning. Sometimes it's just like caressing and petting myself and accepting myself it's different every single time because the body expresses differently every single time. And so I think that the gift of embodiment is that we develop a deeper relationship with our bodies that we have been so closed off to for so long because we live in a really hyper-masculine society and it's not our fault. Um, And it's also really uncomfortable to start that conversation, but also so, so, so beautiful when we really devote ourselves on a daily basis to just like fully feeling in whatever way that looks. Um, For me, my favorite way is to put on like 15 minutes of songs in the morning and just like continuously move the entire time um, without like thinking about what I need to do. But again, just like feeling my way through, okay, what does my body want to do now? What does my body want to do now? So the movement, the breath, the sound, those are like the ultimate ways to use the body as a, 
I'd say as medicine for healing the subconscious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I want to tell everyone listening, like, I know people, even if you're alone, you're like embarrassed to like, hundred percent. Like, like I tell my husband and he like gets anxiety. I'm like, honey, shake it out. Like we'll just stand and shake together. And he gets so embarrassed. I'm like, you have to just express it out of your body in some way. It's often just asking for that. The way I think about it is just like moving the energy around or getting the Mm -hmm. energy out of my body. Um, or, you know, as you say, just like expressing it within your body. So, um, I love that point. It's something I do all the time. And I think it's a really simple thing to do to just start bringing awareness to that first piece, which is where am I feeling this? Because we're so out of touch (laughs) with our bodies and we're so stuck in the thinking brain. And, um, even like setting, you know, one thing that came to me, you said for 15 minutes in the morning, you, um, you know, uh, move yourself around and feel the music and even like setting an alarm on your phone for like 3 PM. And like, you spend Mm -hmm. five minutes just saying like, what am I feeling? And and where is it in my body? And what do I need right in this moment? Um, this like something to get you actively checking in and just getting to know your body in a way. Um, Yeah. yeah, it's, you know, the more that you do it, the, the happier you become, honestly. And it doesn't mean that you're always happy. It just means that you're able to cycle through the uncomfortable emotions faster. You know, earlier this week I did like a 30, I did a little bit of breath work or no, it's actually a lot of breath work. My husband, I thought it was only like six minutes. My husband was like, no, that was like 15 minutes of breath work, um, with like arms up doing, um, breath of fire, fire Kriya. Mm-hmm. did that. And then another like 40 minutes of just like flailing around my office. And yeah, I did feel uncomfortable. Yeah. It is embarrassing in some ways when you know, like your partner or someone else is around you. And I felt so light afterwards. Like I moved so much and I cried and I screamed and I made silly faces in the mirror and I laughed and I looked hysterical because I was, because there were so many years and years and years of not feeling that were beginning to be unraveled through that devotional practice. And in the days to follow, I just felt lighter and I would come back to my practice and it was like, oh, there's not as much that needs to move. I kind of can just like feel pleasure and like stroke myself with my nails and it feels good and like just touch my body and massage my breasts. And I can just like be in this state of like enjoyment and pleasure. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yes, it is uncomfortable because we have been programmed to think about the expression of emotions and intense emotions is sick or crazy or too much, especially as women. But who says, like, who is it that is deciding that it is sick or too much or crazy? Because we see it in media, because we see the way that men treat women that are expressing themselves. You know, it's like we have this beautiful opportunity as conscious women to completely rip up the rule book of this patriarchal society and say, no, like I get to express myself. I get to show all aspects of me and I'm going to make a shit ton of money doing so. (laughs) I'm going to prove all of you wrong. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Yes. I love that. 
Um, okay, so we are feeling it. We let's say we're in a moment um, where we've just made a big. You've just made a big investment um, in some sort of money situation. You're feeling something come up. One step might be like get into your body, feel that. What is another way for us, or maybe the next step that someone might take to continue unraveling that money that money mindset that's holding us back? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think it's really important that we not skip that step because, you know, and I was talking about this earlier on my Instagram, actually, we can slap a positive affirmation on any feeling all day long, but does that mean that we're actually healing? No, no, Mm -hmm. usually it comes back around. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So as uncomfortable as it is, that first step is really important because again, as we allow almost like the physical exhaustion of the emotion to come to the surface, we create so much space within ourselves. Again, with that exhaustion and feeling of the emotion, we're not just staying in the subconscious. We're actually moving ourselves out of that aroused state into a state of rest and digest. So our logical brain, our conscious brain, our, uh, rational thinking brain can start to become coherent with the subconscious mind or vice versa. The subconscious can get on board with the conscious things that we know with the positive affirmations, et cetera. And so let's say, yeah, you make that big investment or you're about to make that big investment. (laughs) Do this before you make the big investment, feel the feelings fully, feel the discomfort. And from that space of having almost like this, I don't want to say void because void sometimes can feel like a little negative, but a little bit of that void, like that emptiness inside of you, like a happy emptiness. Mm -hmm. Um, that's when we invite in the, the positive affirmation. That's when we begin to anchor ourselves into the desired reality, the desired intention behind what we are investing in. And so what that might look like is, okay, I've created the space. I'm like, whew, I feel like I have a lot of space inside of me. I've cleared a lot just now. Who do I see myself becoming as I swipe my credit card? Who do I see myself becoming on the tail end of this investment? Um, You know, when I buy myself perfume, every single time I go to to spray my perfume, it's, oh, I'm spraying this. And as I smell this and as I put this on my body, this delicious scent, I'm stepping into my millionaire self. I'm stepping into the version of me that has the Maui beach house and travels all around the world, right? And so in the intention, the important part is to then bring, bring feeling into it, bring, bring a different type of arousal into it. And so that's the embodiment piece, right? It's okay. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm visualizing. This is the intention I have for this large investment that I'm making. And this is what it feels like to be the version of myself that I am anchoring into Mm -hmm. that's going to come from this investment that I'm making. Mm -hmm. I love that. I I love the term anchoring. I love using that for like I think of how mantras anchor me into I talk a lot about like um I do an exercise for stepping into your CEO mindset and creating a mantra that helps you feel like that badass CEO that you actually are. Um and so I love the idea of anchoring yourself in with something and I'm wondering um do you sort of have some affirmations or or mantras that you pull from regularly, or is it just kind of like what feels good in the moment mix of the two? Yeah. You know, a mix of the two on, 
If I do my journal practice daily, I will put affirmations at the bottom and, you know, the affirmations are also like beliefs as well too. Like, what are these new beliefs that I'm subscribing to? So sometimes that belief is every time I check my phone, I have a new order or every single time I log into my Instagram, I have a new DM from someone wanting to work with me. And so it's not just like, I'm a badass, but it's like, what is it? What do I really like want to happen in my reality? And how does that feel? Like, how would it feel if when I checked my phone after we got off this podcast, I had a new sign up for one of my programs? Or how would it feel of when I got off the podcast, I looked at my DMs and 10 people had reached out about wanting to join my mastermind, right? And so um it's in the moment. And it's also, what do I want? Like, what do I want to be true in my world? And how can I start like really feeling into that truth if it were already happening? Yeah. Yeah. I love the idea of bringing feeling into it so clearly because I, I feel like when I'm thinking about, I feel like this sort of verges on the idea of like visualizing you're in that moment and you're visualizing Mm -hmm. like what is to come, what am I going to be on the other side of this investment or on the other side of working with this client? Um, and I think feeling is something that gets overlooked a lot in terms of visual visualizing and like really like feeling that excitement rush into your chest, feeling yourself opening. Like as I'm talking, everyone, I'm like opening my arms and pulling my chest out, like feeling yourself become that person I think is so important for making it stick in your brain as well and making it really feel real because in our, in our world, our day-to-day moments are dictated by feeling, right? Like every single moment we're feeling something different, whether or not we're recognizing it. And I yeah. think that's probably one of the most powerful things we can do. Obviously, you know, embodiment is what you teach. It's one of the most powerful things we can do to, to start shifting those beliefs and to outside of shifting into them, stepping into that new person as if you were that person right now, which you are, she's there. She's right inside you. You just yeah. choose her every day. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a good point. And, you know, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about. Like, I think for me for so long, the reason why I felt uh, disillusioned by manifestation was because they never talked about feeling. They never talked about feeling. And going back to what we were talking about with the subconscious, again, if the body is the subconscious, then how you feel is going to influence your subconscious. And if you desire something, you need to believe that you are capable and worthy of having that thing. And how, where does capable and worthy live? It lives in the subconscious, Yeah, (laughs) you know, you know? And so, yeah, the feeling part is so big. And one of the things that I do with my clients is really have them sit down and spend every single morning putting on the version of themselves that they desire to become. Because when you do that, when you like literally or not literally, but visual, literally visualize yourself putting on like an outfit Mm -hmm. of your next level self. And I will have my clients when we first start working together, go on Pinterest and create like a full board of who their next level self is all the way from like their hairstyle to their nails, to the clothes that they wear. And I'll have them visualize themselves, putting that version of themselves on. What do they look like? How are they feeling today? What do they think about the day ahead? Like what is their response to the things that you have on your calendar? How do they speak? How do they act? And the cool thing about doing that first thing in the morning is that 
you're starting to create a new pathway in your brain going mm-hmm. back to science. I'm a little bit of a science nerd. I love nerd. it. It's so funny. <laughs> um, was not good at science in school. And now I'm like, I love it. Um, the cool thing about doing that is you're starting to create pathways in the brain so that it becomes habit to start thinking in that way, to start speaking in that way, to start acting in that way and doing it first thing in the morning sets you up for success so that you have that awareness of like how you would speak, how you would think, how you would act if you were already that version of yourself. So when you are going about your day, you're more likely to show up as that version of yourself because you've already primed your brain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's um, in addition to that, I, something I talk about with sort of stepping into this, this, your new CEO is what I call it. Um, it's just the, the most epic version of you, sort of the one who's like, yes, I'm going to take the risks. Yes, I'm going to do the hard thing is when you're in those moments, when you feel yourself in that moment of hesitation, where it's like, uh, I don't know if I should do that. Or I don't know if I should spend this money. I don't know if I should see this client. Like asking yourself, what would my new CEO do? What would the new CEO say in this moment? Yes. And so same as what you're saying there, except bringing it now throughout the day, like very consciously bringing it into the way you're thinking about things and making decisions. Um, I do that for myself. Even like when I go to wash my face at night, like if I don't want to, I'm like, new CEO would wash her face. She would take care of herself, you know, like the little (laughs) things. But, you know, when you step into that more empowered mindset, um, and like you said, neurologically, we are creating pathways by doing that more and more, um, mm-hmm. we have to be intentional yeah. about it, but, um, it's so important to have that practice and build it into your day. And I love the idea of starting the morning like that, because what a powerful yeah. way to start the morning to really start as that person you want to be. Yeah, absolutely. And meditation itself is the best way to get yourself into a parasympathetic response. So you won't be in that fight or flight response for the rest of the day. Um, Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny because I think that when we enter the wellness and spiritual and like mind mindfulness or mindset space, it feels like we have to do a lot of things. It feels like our whole life needs a revamp. Like everything that we had been doing needs to be thrown out. We've got to get the juicer to get all the celery. We have to get the new journal. Um, we have to wake up two hours earlier, got to get the nice yoga mat and blah, 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 blah. And it is the simplest things like asking yourself a question and checking in with yourself throughout the day that actually make the difference. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It can feel very overwhelming. Um, and we all like, I feel like as humans, we naturally just want to do it all. It's like, okay, I'm ready to change. I'm going to change everything now when really like, that's just going to throw us off course as quickly as we decided to start. Cause it's going to be too much. Um, yeah. so I love, I love that reminder. Um, so, so we're, we feel it in our body in the moment we sort of get an idea of who this person is, who, let's say you're crafting, I guess this is something I'm thinking about. Let's say you're crafting this persona and we want to craft it specifically for someone who's making more money. What, what are we, what are we thinking about in crafting that persona specifically around this lens of, of being wealthy, making money? Yeah. So I think there's two ways to look at it. The first would be what let's say like, I want to be a millionaire, right? So what does a millionaire do? What are the habits of a millionaire? How does a millionaire feel about their money? How do they spend their money? How do they invest their money? Um, How do they save their money? And getting really clear on what that is, not just the action though, like the feeling as well. Like a millionaire 
And someone that makes a lot of money is not going to be scared investing some money in in themselves. A millionaire knows that investing in themselves is a way to create a faster track to being able to get where they want to go, right? And so that's kind of the first part. And then the second would be, okay, so what am I doing that isn't in alignment with this millionaire mindset or this millionaire embodiment? And sometimes that is more energetic. Sometimes it just comes back to like kind of the things that we've been talking about other times. And what I will say is it's usually a blend of both. It requires us to make some actual changes, right? So when I was first starting to grow my business, um, you know, I had made my first, it was like my first six figure year, like almost six figure year. And I had zero money in savings. I kept racking up the same, same amount in debt. Like I would, I always had like 7k in debt regardless. And I would go three months and rack it back up and then pay it all off. Cause I was making money. Right. Yeah. And I just got to the point where I was like, if I really want to like be a wealthy woman, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Like I just, I can't do this anymore. This isn't like a millionaire has savings. A millionaire is, has investments. A millionaire is able to respect their money and not just spend it immediately or can continue racking debt. And so that was, uh, it was a behavioral change that I had to make. I had to really start respecting my money. I had to bring someone in to help me. Um, like I had to bring a, a CFO in to, to support me in being able to organize my money and being able to not impulsively continue these patterns that I ultimately carried from the days when I was like dead broke and had to go to money tree every month to be able to pay my rent. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to, I had to change those behaviors and I had to change those actions. And so if they're, if you're wanting to make more money, ask yourself, okay, well, how much money do I want to make mm-hmm. the person that's making that much money? How do they feel about it? How do they feel about spending, saving, growing money? Um, making money, like the four, four different categories, basically. And what is required of me energetically or behaviorally to step into that version of myself? Right. Not to, not to necessarily make that money starting next week, but to become the person who can make that money. Yeah. I think exactly. it's a key distinction to make, because I think that's also part of the money mindset is it feels like I say to myself, one of my favorite affirmations is I'm a millionaire. I believe I will, I believe I will get there. I feel very strongly about that. But so many people don't say that because it feels so far-fetched. But it's like, okay, let it be far-fetched. That's okay. You can still be the person who is that. You can still step in that person's shoes and walk in their shoes. And as our new, my husband and I started a an e-commerce shop um, called Don't Ask How. And so what I say is don't ask how, don't ask how it's going to happen. Just do the work, take the steps, move toward that target. Um, and I love your suggestions, how it sort of takes the idea of becoming a millionaire and making more money out of this ethereal idea and into this very tangible thing. Like this Mm -hmm. is what this person thinks. This is how this person might act. And I'm going to now make changes physically in my life to reflect that. Yeah. Um, And like study it, study it. Right. It takes the relation. Okay. So first of all, money is a relationship. And so it takes practice. It takes work. Um, people that are making tons and tons of money didn't just like pop out the womb knowing that like having a perfect relationship with money. So 
one, I've become a student of millionaires, right? I've become a student of really studying the, the lifestyle, the belief, the energy, the action of women that are making a lot of money. And I look at what they're doing. I look at how they feel. I look at how they talk and I say, hmm, okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And then I see people that are making no money at all. And I hear how they talk and how they feel. And I'm like, okay, so that's not what I'm going to do. And that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love, um, it's a little older now, but the foundational pieces are still there. Um, it's a secrets of six figure women. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a really interesting book because she, the author, Barbara Stanny, I think her name is, she interviewed like hundreds of women on both sides of the spectrum. So women that were six figure earners and women that were significantly below that, and then pulled it into this book with all of these suggestions and insights. And one of them was like the highest earning women saw challenge where others saw saw opportunity where others saw challenge. Mm -hmm. And like, it's those little things like that, that you pick up that completely change the way you operate. And therefore the, your opportunities to make money. Um, what are, is there a a particular book or resource or something that you might want to suggest for readers? Yeah. Um, So, you know, I think most people, if they've done any type of like money mindset work in the spiritual space, probably know of Amanda Francis. Um, she is, absolutely phenomenal. She's sassy. She's bold. She doesn't give a fuck. She's unfiltered. And, um, her approach really comes from the energy, um, the energy of money and the, and beliefs around money and healing that aspect of it versus the very like strategic, do this, do this, do this. Um, which I think is important because if we don't do the inner work, the changes that we make often will be, done with a little bit of self-sabotage without understanding from potentially a place of like, I have to do this, which creates resentment, which often leads to then um, impulsively going back to the old patterns. And so the inner work is really important. I love Amanda Francis for that. Um, Outside of that, you know, hmm, I don't think anyone does it quite like her. (laughs) Yeah. I think there are people, people that, that offer tons and tons and tons of beautiful resources. But if you are looking for somebody to just like fully carry you through the process of, of healing your relationship with money, she just does such a beautiful job. And, um, yeah, you know, I love that you shared the, that book and, um, the thing, is for everyone listening is that the steps that you take to get six figures are also going to be the steps that you take to get to a million dollars too. It's, it's everything, uh, everything underneath the energy of it all, the beliefs, the self-worth it's, it's the same process with every single step that we take. Uh, It just is what's required of us is just in alignment with that new number versus putting it on a pedestal. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, this has been amazing. I'm loving, I love the science. So thank you so much for taking us there and explaining it. Um, I feel like we're at a really great place to wrap up, but I want amazing. Um, to, before we jump off and before I ask you the last two questions, I want to know like, what's like the one biggest piece you want to make sure listeners take from this interview in terms of 
really understanding that money mindset and making more freaking money. Mm, Yes. So I think that the biggest thing is to take it out of the head Mm -hmm. and get into your body. Uh, Whether that embodiment practice is expressing the like more intense, uncomfortable emotions or that embodiment practice is like feeling into who you are when you're making that money and allowing your entire body to light up with that pleasure getting out of your head and into your body is most likely going to be that missing puzzle piece that you've been looking for in the, in the growth and, and um, journey of making a lot of money. Awesome. I love, love, love that. So switching gears a little bit, tell us what you're getting intentional about right now. Oh, yeah. So, you know, this year has really, it's so funny because at the beginning or excuse me, the end of 2020, I started experiencing a lot of pain in my body that Mm. came out of nowhere. And so at the end of the year, I was like, you know what, 2021 is going to be all about really developing a deeper relationship with my body. So that's been something that I've been so intentional about. Um, you know, before, before the beginning of this year, I would do breath work every single day, meditation every single day. So I was connecting, but I wasn't really making sure that I was moving my body, that I was, um, expressing my body, that I was connecting with my body and listening to it. And, um, what are we three months into the year so far? It's been so beautiful to Mm. reconnect with her. And, um, it's just something that I want to continue devoting myself to and going deeper into. Awesome. And where can listeners connect with you if they want to chat with you after? Yeah. So my Instagram is at Ava Johanna. It's A-V-A-J-O-H-A-N-N-A. Um, uh, via the link in my bio, you'll find my website, any courses that are running right now. Um, the Academy of Breath, if you guys are interested in learning how to bring embodiment to um, your clients or your community or even to yourself. And um, then I also have my podcast, The Alchemized Life, which is available anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for being here. This has been really wonderful. I Appreciate everything you've shared with us today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And thank you everybody for listening in and we'll catch you again on another episode of Mindset Reset Radio.